1: Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. This is a quarantine special. We at the
2: crib. But Get Your Popcorn Ready. I also still got my host with me. T.O. right here. Yeah, we're doing the uh, the quarantine 2020 edition of Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. This is our first one. Um, and definitely, serve. we we hope it's not the last one. Uh, but we're just going to try to continue this thing and, and inspire everybody and uh, encourage everybody to stay safe. Wash your hands and... Uh, stay home and stay stay
1: stay safe. Stay home and watch the podcast, right? You can get us on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Show us some love for the podcast.
2: And yeah. And don't forget to share with your friends because sharing is caring.
1: Sharing is caring, dog. Yeah. So again, the draft was just uh, this, over the weekend, right? So we got to catch up on the draft. I was sitting home um, saw a bunch of my young fellas as I, you know, got to coach them at Nike and Elite 11 and even some from our B2G, um, our, our camps from back in the day. So I got probably see about 50 kids that I know get drafted in the draft. So that was fun. That was fun. Um, and again, I know you have a personal relationship with a lot of guys that got drafted too. So who are you rooting for that got drafted, that got drafted yesterday?
2: Right. Well, I name like I said, Ben from, uh, uh the great state of Alabama where, a lot of great athletes have come out of there, including myself. Uh, but, but again, as you said, um, just, just to understand um, and, and, and be from Alabama and, and understand what the draft means to a, not only to the kids in, in, that, that's coming out of Alabama, but just all these kids that have had uh, had dreams and aspirations and goals of of making it to the National Football League. Uh, this is a dream come true for a lot of these guys. Uh, I know it was for, uh, for for you and I. I wouldn't say it's a dream come true because I never thought I would play uh, beyond the collegiate level, but understanding um, that a lot of these kids, this is a way for them to support uh, their families, uh, put themselves uh, in, a, in, in a financial better situation. Um, and you know, to your point, and to my point, being from Alabama, uh, knowing uh, some of the prospects Top prospects that that came out of that draft that went to the University of Alabama. You think about Henry Rose. You think about uh, Tua uh, Tagovailoa. You talk about Jerry Judy. Uh, there is one uh, that that nobody knows, Anthony Jennings, uh, who's nice. a cousin of mine. Uh, cousin oh, of mine. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know these guys, and I'm sure there's probably. Some, and I think there was a safety, uh, Diggs. I think Trayvon Diggs um, yeah. uh, from 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 from, Al- from Alabama. Uh, that just shows you. Uh, the talent um, that comes out of there, Um, for me, this is uh, very, uh, very encouraging, Uh, just from, from I guess, a college, university standpoint, that they're producing this type of talent and encouraging a lot of kids uh, that want to uh, pursue uh, any type of professional career. This is the roadmap to take. And everybody's roadmap doesn't go through a division, uh, top division one school. You think yeah. about you and you and I, we went to Division one double A schools. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that's the beauty and, and the, the exciting part uh, of, of knowing and watching these guys dra- get drafted and knowing that it's going to change their lives, um, you know, for the better. And again, speaking of small schools, our <laughs> guest today, Chad Johnson,
1: is in the building coming to the show. Um, but he was my old college teammate. He was at Langston actually um, with me before, I, you know, when I, my senior year after I got drafted. So again, the small school thing, you don't see a lot of it now because again, it's all the hype is around amongst your Alabama, LSU, stuff like that. Um, but then when you look up five, six, eight years later, a lot of these kids that stay on NFL rosters are from small colleges, you know, because they have, like you said, it's more of a work ethic. They didn't bloom as an 18 or 19 year old. Um, So they don't, you know, they're not playing. There's a lot of kids out here in California. We have, we call them holdbacks or double holdbacks. So when a kid is 18 and almost about to turn 19, and he's playing against other 16 and 17 year olds, of course, he's going to look like a superstar, but only over time do players like me and yourself catch them at 22 and 23 because of the work ethic that we've been instilled in. So again, it's like the draft was awesome. Takes me back a little bit, you know, thinking about whatever, but, you know, it was it was fun. It was good. And then now,
2: yeah, definitely. Now. Go ahead. No, we're definitely looking forward to, to bringing uh, Chad on the show. Uh, as you said, we definitely have some similarities and some, some different, uh, some similar past to, to get where we all uh, yeah. did at one time of, uh, of our lives, uh, making it and playing in the National Football League, uh, which is definitely uh, something for these guys uh, looking that, that, that just got drafted. Uh, for them to look uh, forward to, and again be motivated, inspired to. But just think about a lot of yeah. the guys. If you don't get drafted, that shouldn't discourage you because there's a number of uh, undrafted guys that have oh, been fun. very, very, been very successful uh, in the National Football League. You think about, you know, even not Adam Thielen, uh, Philip yeah. Lindsay, uh, some of the guys that just off the top of my head: Doug Baldwin, yeah. uh, Michael oh, Bennett, oh. Jason Peters, Tony Romo, Kurt Warner. Yeah. Um, uh James Harrison, Antonio Gates, these are all yeah. undrafted. These are a few of hundred oh, all type pro bowls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> have made and have had successful successful careers. So mm-hmm. anybody you parents that will be watching, uh, if you're a kid uh or family members, uh, don't get discouraged if you're if you're if you're if you're if your you're kid or whomever doesn't get drafted, if they get their foot in the door, uh whether it be uh, being drafted in, in one of the rounds or undrafted, they have an opportunity.
1: And here's another one. Again, you know, me and you've been on this uh, this Last Dance, uh, Michael Jordan Bulls documentary over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. It's like for me watching the Super Bowl. Like, I'm sitting there, like, turn my phone <laughs> off. Like, I don't want to talk to nobody. I want to focus right. on this. Um, but Scottie Pippen was a walk-on in college because, again— yeah. Physically, he didn't grow until he hit that 19, 20-year-old mark. And, again, a lot of people are like, well, I have to be ready at 16. Like, no, you have to be
2: working, but you're not going to be ready till later on in life. Yep, University of Central uh, Arkansas. 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 Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was a growth spurt. And I was, I was similar in Scotty in a number of ways as far as uh, development, you know, mm-hmm. uh, skill set. I didn't grow like he did, but when you think about being a, lo- a late bloomer, you grew uh, physically. Uh, your, your body grew. You just did grow. Right, up. you grew up. Right, right, exactly. But again, just the development and maturity of your body. Like I said, it may not hit when you want it to, but you can always do things to prepare when that growth spurt or that development happens, um, just to put yourself in the best position when an opportunity comes a knocking. And so, there's a number of, uh, of great examples of, yeah. of, of, of athletes that have made it you know, big time in every sport. It's just not football. It's just not basketball. There's a number of success stories, whether it be track, tennis, uh, golf, uh, every sport. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we have
1: right here on Get Your Popcorn Ready. Just for this episode, T, I'm going to let you be my Scotty Pippen because I'm Michael Jordan. Coming up, Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Yeah, Yeah, buddy. Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast with my host,
2: T.O. in the building. What's up, man? Get your popcorn ready. I mean, we do we need to introduce this guy? But just for the sake of everybody that don't know him. Let's do it. My
1: friend.
2: Let us introduce you. We we got this. We're introducing you. You know what I'm saying? My friend, my compadre, number 85. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, Drum roll, go Johnson. I like it. Number one, listen, I wish we had
3: some type of music. We should have had some type of music. Like, give me give me some smoke or something to come out to. We got to introduce I know, right? the right we're, way. We're, 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 we're going gonna gonna we we to have some music.
1: We're going to have we're some music. We are it. we calling you Chad or are we going to call you Ocho today? I mean, which one oh. is it? You change your it. name every two years. We don't know what to call you. Listen, Hold on. right oh, now, it could you, be, you it could be Pepe.
3: I could be Pepe, but right now, okay. going into 2020, you know what? I'm just the number.
2: So you're just 85. Okay. No, not even 85. The number. So we just what, refer what re- to you as the, the number. That's the whole point.
3: Prince was just a symbol. I'm just the number. That, that's it. The number. Oh, the
1: number sign. Yeah, the number. That's you're it. The, Period. Like, that's t- it. like a TikTok code board. Do your number Bingo. sign. The
2: like a number. hashtag. The hashtag. Hashtag. The pound, on the phone, it's the pound symbol.
1: Pound. So you're... Yeah. Hey! That's if it. That you, if that's what you came up with for 2020, hey, I'm going to call you. Everything. Listen. Every, everything else in 2020 has been in
3: dismantled, so, man, might as well just stick with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, this coronavirus got everybody. What you been doing during the coronavirus, during this
2: lockdown?
3: You I know what? I guess,
2: can I answer that? All he's been <coughs> doing is playing video games. Yeah, he's I, been playing FIFA probably 98% of the time. Or 99%. Yes, I'm, more, do, I'm and, doing that right, now. And, and, and doing and doing right now. and eating McDonald's. Ain't nothing changed.
3: Yeah, that's about it. My life was
1: quarantined before quarantine became a thing. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And like I tell people, I told, I told my boy uh, Hatch right here, my host, nigga, I've been. I've been social distancing before social distancing was a thing.
3: That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm, I'm you know more of a people person. I'm more of a people person. So it kind of affects me not being able to socialize with people in public and having to stay six feet away from everybody.
2: Right. Yeah. You should Yeah. You should be on some type of surveillance because I don't understand and know how you're able to survive right now. I think it would probably be because of your, lo- your lovely kids uh, that you have that, that's somewhat keeping you sane. Because right, yeah. like, as you said. You are a people person, and that's what a lot of people, they know of you, and uh, a lot of people, they compare us, and, and they wondered how we would have even coexisted when I yeah. came over and played with the, the Cincinnati, Eagles, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, thinking that our, our personalities would clash. But just to let everybody know, just to elaborate on you being a people person and where that, where that came from. You know, I think just it's that something like that, as far as being a people person, it has to come from
3: when I was younger. You know, I, I think anytime you you always, for when I was a class clown, you know, and always wanted to be—I don't want to say the center of attention, but just always wanted to please people. And I think that nature in itself, it just stuck with me. Always wanted to talk to people and, and converse about really anything. And um, I mean, the perception on me is probably completely opposite until people have the opportunity to meet and be like, well, goddamn, you're nothing like what the media portrays you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty cool when you actually get to know me. We sit down and talk. And one of the things that's kind of insulting at times is, well, damn, you speak so well. What happened to the chair from TV with the mouth full of goals? And, you know, I, I expected you to be a certain way, and it's like, like no, nah, this is really me. That was more of a persona I put on, you know? And yes. yeah, this is a real thing.
2: And yeah. just to just to add, and just to Piggyback, reiterate with what you just said. You are a smart guy. Just Got from the standpoint of you using the word converse and not saying conversate. No, 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 right, right, no, 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 no right. And not using the word conversate. Conversate right, is not the correct term to use when you're saying, oh, you're, you're talking to someone or you speak. Because a lot of people, they don't know. People say, oh, we were conversating. No, that's not the correct word term to use is converse. You're yeah. conversing with the other person. So yeah, mm-hmm. I appreciate that, enlighten the people that you're not just just a, a, an enigmatic type of individual, very yeah. personable, fun-loving guy. You can be a pain in the butt sometimes, but you're, yeah. also a, you're a smart guy. And that's what I liked about you. And then even, like I said, playing with you that one year. Dude, I had one of the best years, you know, that any receiver could have Playing with a guy like you, and I, I honestly, I learned a lot from you, uh, good and bad. But I will say, you know, I know there's been some comparisons, and we like to go back with a lot, a lot of banter. Of who's the better receiver? Uh-huh. Who's the who's the faster I'm, receiver? I'm definitely fast, the better receiver. I'm the better. Looking, I'm the better looking receiver. The better receiver. Period. But this is what I tell people: you, along with Terry Glenn, and I played mm. with. I played with the great Jerry Rice. You and Terry and Terry Glenn have the quickest feet that I have ever seen mm. in my life.
3: That's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's
2: and good for thing. people that's wa- and for people that are watching right now, when I say quick, quick doesn't always equate to you being fast. I'm right. you're quicker than you are fast. That's just me being being realistic. And I know we have right. that answer going back and forth. I'm faster than you. We we all know that. But both, other than that both of y- y'all slow, it don't matter. Hey, you're not even I, having I, this conversation. I, 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 I
1: ran faster than both of y'all so I don't want to here and I and uh, I'm gonna and I'm gonna
2: take that.
1: I'm gonna take y'all back a little bit because again, me and Chad, we go back way four, back four years. So me and Chad was college teammates at Langston University. Lansing, Lansing, Lansing oh, University. Snap, I was I didn't a, know that I was a senior, Chad was coming from Florida and Freshman. I remember two, the funny thing is, the, the, the jersey he got on now, now was orange, so it's got to be one of his favorite colors, because when he stepped on campus, he had all orange on, oh, yeah. and so, his so, mouth was going 100 miles an hour.
2: So you just shed light. <laughs> you just shed light on something for me. Chad Johnson is the best receiver that came out of Langston. No. <laughs> Thank you. So, Thank, you. Yeah. Thank you. You admitted no. it. Thank you. Chad so, this is, is the best receiver that so out so, of Langston.
1: My senior year, I played Chad redshirted and yeah. I left. And instead of Chad staying there, Chad was going to leave Langston. He wanted to go to a JUCO and they went to a bigger school. And from there, he went to Oregon State. So he got drafted out of Oregon State, but I got drafted out of Langston. But again, mm-hmm. going back, it's like we used to work out like hours upon hours. And I remember one thing me and Chad used to do all, all the time was jump rope. And I was yeah. like, Chad, we gotta have quicker feet. There was a dude there by the name of uh, uh, Ted Ted Alford. and we uh, we both wanted to be like Ted Alfred. He had some crazy quick feet. And we, of course, yeah. you know, uh, Chad was quick naturally anyway. But we would jump rope for hours. So again, that's where he got some of that that uh, good quick footwork as well. Oh yeah. Oh, those are memories, man. Memories. Yeah. yeah, Langston University. So again, speaking about the draft, you guys watched the draft yesterday. Yeah, I didn't I did I Open did weekend. I just I just want to see
3: where the 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 main the main prospects went so I could keep up and mm-hmm. see where they where they went and it was, it was it was great great some great great picks especially my boy Jerry Judy I'm happy to see him mm-hmm. T Higgins going T Higgins going to Cincinnati mm-hmm. um surprisingly rugs Henry Ruggs went first
0: was right. the first he was taken by the, the rafers was
3: surprised it surprised me a lot of them. At forty time and knowing the Raiders, the Raiders love speed, so I right. it, it made sense for them to take him first and um, CD Lamb to Dallas.
1: Yep.
2: Oh, um, so for nice. me, for me, I, I I I like what you said there. Um, I I don't agree with the fact that it made sense for the Las Vegas Raiders to to choose Henry Ruggs. I think this they, was a surprise for everybody uh, for him to be the number the, the first receiver. Uh, off the, uh, to be taken off the board. I think a lot of people anticipated Jerry Judy. I, 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 I did as who, well. I, yep. But check this out. It, think. Speaking of Vegas, I think there was a lot of people that lost a lot of money. You know that bet on Jerry Judy being the first first receiver taken off the board. You got to think. You know that that a lot of people bet on that. That was one of those uh, those bets that Jerry Judy would have been the first to taken off taken off the board, and he was second. Uh, going to the Denver Broncos uh, for me. I don't understand this 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 the, the pick considering. And this is not to take away from Henry Rhodes by any means. But right. if you think about where the Las Vegas Raiders are right now, and them moving, uh, you know, to Las Vegas uh, from mm-hmm. Oakland, them trying to build, them trying to uh, put themselves back into the forefront of that AFC, you would think that they would go with Jerry Judy, who is the more experienced uh, mm-hmm. of the two, when you think about it. Um, When you think about those receivers, both of them played at Alabama. If you think about Henry Ruggs, he wasn't their number one receiver at Alabama. So you got to think that, you know, general manager wise, manager wise, this wasn't the greatest of decisions. Although Henry Ruggs is going to obviously benefit them because, yeah, the game is predicated on on speed. But there's a number of guys that can run fast that that doesn't translate to you becoming a a great receiver. So this is what puzzled me about that pick.
3: When you think about the Raiders, think about what they've always wanted. They've always they always went after speed. Speed. Jacoby, Jacoby Ford, when he was Jacoby Ford. um, I'm trying to think of some some other species that that were Raiders. Hayward Hayward
2: Bay, Darius Hayward Bay. Gary's Hayward Bay. And right, other, wow. other
3: other species. just—they've always been about speed and forty times right.
2: open for some reason. Right, but to your point, you would think that that you would think that, especially John Gruden. Obviously, want to put himself, his team, the organization back in the forefront. You have to do a little bit. You have to do something that's different. You can't always go with just speed. Um, right. In this, sense, I, in, this sense, you, in this sense, you have to. I'm thinking go with the more experienced. It's not like Jerry Judy is slow now. He he, right. he's nah, not he, not slow. he can run now. He can run. Right. He can run. Right.
1: And it it goes goes to it goes back to what your like, Chad said, is what your organization likes to do, because if you take any rookie receiver that has to be a number one, Jerry Judy Judy and C.D. Lamb fit that tone of a they're they're going to play. They're They're going to play right right now. They're going to play right now. And they can still take on number one corners and roll coverage in the NFL. I don't think Henry Ruggs is ready for that as a polished receiver. And that's the reason I wouldn't have took him number one. But to me, the Raiders, they don't again, they don't see it that way. They're just thinking up over the top, big play potential, and we'll use the Jordy Nelsons of our world to kind of work the underneath. But again, I don't think they have the quarterback to, to, to draft Ruggs. I don't think they have the offensive system. I think if Ruggs would have went to let's say the Vikings. I think he would have fit more at the Vikings than he right. fit at the Raiders because, again, you got—he's a speedster, but I don't yeah. think college wide receiver like Judy and like uh, what's the other kid, Ceedee Lamb. I think right. he, you know he—he he has to become that guy too. He, yes, he's got throwing the pitch, and now he—he's that guy, right? And, I, and that's, I like him. I
3: like him, you know. To to who much is given, much is required, and this this is what mm-hmm. you want. This is what you want, so we got to go in there and make it
2: happen, right? So again, I think this puts a lot of pressure on Henry Rugs. Um, are yeah. am I saying, or are we saying that he can't become that? We don't know. No. I think we're, I think this is what the draft we want is about him to. We hope right. he does. <laughs> right. That's what scouting is, is is for. That's what these individual workouts are for. Uh, maybe there's something that they saw in these individual workouts or at the combine um, that 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 pushed him over the, the hump or moved the needle for them. Uh, to 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 pick him over Jerry Judy, but when you think about route running, when you think about uh, them uh, doing some of the necessary things uh, to put your, your team uh, in a best position, best position to to represent Las Vegas and start off on the right foot, I'm taking Jerry Judy. Okay, let me let me ask you
1: guys this. All right, so to me, the the TO of the 2020 draft was Michael Pittman. And the Chad Johnson of the 2020 draft was Jerry Judy. Am I close to you guys? I, did I both of picking these guys comparing them to you? Uh, yeah, this is about right. I mean, I'm, I, um, I've been out here training with, with
3: Judy before, so we, we have the same, the same skill set somewhat. I see where the comparison comes from, especially with his ability to create separation and really not need the offensive coordinator's help to get open. It, it makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, when you look at the comparison, uh, you, you think about stop and go, change of direction. Um, that's what Chad Johnson possessed. Um, obviously, quickness off the line of scrimmage. That's something that uh, I don't. I I I think that Jerry Judy is, is going to have to improve upon. Yeah, granted, um, he played a little bit of pro style offense with the University of Alabama. Um, he's he, he's played with guys into his face, but now uh, he's going to have to play uh, play at the professional level with guys that are at the top of their game. Um, so uh, I think this will be an adjustment for, for all receivers. But when you think about guys that are going to be looked upon to, to really produce uh, for their team, these are things that they're going to have to improve upon. Um, you think about Michael Pittman. Yeah. You, you, you try to, I guess, make that comparison. I'm thinking from a physical standpoint, eyeball test, you think about big receivers, muscles, you know, uh, you don't got able, that many muscles, dog. Don't get it twisted, homeboy. <clears> well, that that goes into you making that comparison that Michael Pittman emulates me and and Jerry Judy or Justin uh what's the guy? Uh uh Jefferson. Justin Jefferson um, of, of LSU uh, being like a Chad Johnson. That's got that long, wiry type of frame. But mm-hmm. when you think about guys like Michael Pittman Jr., he's gonna bring that physicality. Uh he's gonna be a guy that can, can play uh, over the middle, take a lot of hits and, and, and keep and keep it ticking.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you guys a man to watch for, too. His, bo- his um, The kid from Penn State, KJ. Oh, KJ, KJ, Hammer. Hammer. KJ Hammer. KJ Hammer. Yeah. I, again, he nice was, um, I, I had him when I was at the, uh, the Nike opening. I had him the whole week, and he was one of the special kids. I remember coaching that year. That boy can go. And, again, nice. I think you, he's not going to have all the pressure on him because he's not the number one. He might be a number three. This year, a, but uh, I think he's gonna be he's nice for real. For he's a he's a gem. Hey,
3: yeah. the 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 Eagles, the Eagles, and the Denver Broncos have a receiving core out this world. Drew Locke Drew Lock, and Carson Wentz should thank management.
1: Yep. He, so, okay, he talk, thank you know, management. talking about the Eagles, so, so you everybody is in an uproar about the Eagles drafting Jalen Hurts because yeah. Carson Wentz is there. They paid him hundred million dollars.
2: Let me, guys, get you guys' take on that. Well, number one, they've seen the last three the the, the last three seasons uh, Carson Wentz has, hasn't been able to complete, and so when you factor well, you, you factor in the investment that they've made, then they can't really um, they, they can't bank on on him uh, now at this point when he's been I guess I don't want to call him injury prone, but he's had a string of injuries that I guess for management, you know, to to say okay. This guy may not make, make it through another season. Um, they went through that when they had Nick Foles there, and fortunately that they fortunately for, for the Eagles they had a guy like Nick Foles that was able to kind of uh, rejuvenate his career and go in and take and pick up from where uh, Carson Wentz left off right. when he got injured the first time. Uh, but when you think about Jalen Hurts and what he's able to bring uh, to the table, what I like about him is number one. He's a good kid. He's a good person. He's a God-fearing man, God 1st uh, And I think exactly, uh, he's a proven winner. Um, he's done that with the University of Alabama, uh, and then he goes over to, to Oklahoma and still, and he puts them in, in a position to, to win a national championship. So, and he's he's been able to learn in a pro-style type of offense. And when you think about character guys like Jalen Hurts, uh, when you think about the mentality. He's an even keel guy. Nothing rattles this guy. He's able to, to, to really put himself, his team, into a situation to win. So I think they have a great uh, addition to their quarterback position. When you think of Jalen Hurts, uh, he, he will be able to learn um, under uh, and behind Carson Wentz. So when his time comes, if there is, uh, he'll be able to succeed because he did it when he was a starter at the University of Alabama, and he played behind Tua. Who he also he got better by sitting out and sitting behind when he got hurt. He got to see what he was doing right and was able to correct those mistakes. When he again uh, Tua went down during that season with an ankle injury, it was like a role reversal. When he when when Tua took over uh, in that championship game, Tua came in, won the game, and then that was a role reversal. Tua starts the season, he's a backup. They go into a championship game, and then he gets hurt, and then Jalen comes in and saves the day.
1: You see that too, Chad? For um for, for Jalen? I think
3: I think it was more so just um a safety net, a safety net for Carson Wentz. You know, bringing in somebody that if Carson is to go down, you know, again this, this season, they have somebody that's that's valuable enough to be able to, to carry the load. He was able to do it in college and he'll be able to to do it in the pros as well. So I think they just wanna get him get him familiar with the system, give him give him enough runs, especially if preseason, if we're going to have a preseason, I mean, we going to see a lot of Jalen Hurts, to see if he has what it takes to be able to, if need be, to take over that Eagles offensive, Carson Wentz, to go down again this year.
2: Yeah. If you, if you think about like it, it is, yeah, if you look at it in this situation, I, 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 I ideally think about what Teddy Bridgewater did behind Drew Brees. When he went out those
3: five weeks, yeah.
2: Right. This is a situation that, that, that Jalen Hurts is going to be in. And if he's put in a position, the fact that he's able to learn behind uh, a guy like Carson Wentz, understand and get those reps in practice. Uh, obviously, like I said, we don't know what the season is going to look like as far as uh, if we're going to have a season that, that starts on time, if we're going to have preseason games, things of that nature, to, 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 and for him to get those real live reps, um, he's going to be in a position uh, like, a, like a Teddy Bridgewater that you, you learn from those guys. Uh, always stay mentally sharp, and when you get your opportunity, you take advantage of it. To where again, you put you put the pressure on management. You know, given the fact that like I said anything, you know, God forbid, if anything happens to to Carson Wentz, they have like like Chad say a, a safety net, a great safety net in Jalen Hurts. Yeah, because I mean, the last
1: last year he did, you know, to Carson. In fairness to him, he did play sixteen games, um, mm-hmm. but again, he likes to move around. He likes to run. So I think the Eagles say, you know what? Let's take some of those red zone runs, give those to a Jalen Hurts type, let him get some experience. One, use him kind of like the Taysom Hill, um, you know, they use in in New Orleans. Let him get maybe five, seven plays a game, take some Mm. hits off Carson, and then in two years when Jalen Hurts is ready to play or ready to be an NFL starter, they can go back and look at Wayne's contract and be like, yo. If you're not playing at the par, now I have confidence in a guy that we've groomed, and we'll get rid of Carson and right. get rid of that big contract as well. That could also be mm-hmm. a possibility as well. Oh yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah,
2: Jalen is gonna put some pressure on those guys because, <clears throat> as you said, Hatch, he's a great character guy. This is a great good kid, character. and mm-hmm. this guy again, he he knows how to win. Um, yeah. He's gonna put he's gonna put it upon himself to put himself in the best position to be ready when that when that bell rings and, and that number is called, I have no, trust me, I have no doubt that Jalen is going to be ready. I just know. I talk to the kid. We text constantly uh, from time to time. Um, he, he, he gets it and he knows that when an opportunity like this uh, comes about, he's going to be able to, to, to seize the moment. So um, again, if there's any pressure, I don't think there's a lot of pressure. Not on him. It's on Carson. It ain't on him, (laughs) right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's going to be on him. And like I said, this may be a a situation where he could be looking over his shoulder because uh, Jalen Hurts will be ready to play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And and again, speaking about the draft, um, you know, the big, the big elephant in the room is, according to you know the masses, is when Joe Burrow is. Is going to go to your team, Chad, the Cincinnati Bengals. They're saying, I'm not saying this, this is what they're saying. Since he right. was going to the Bengals, that his career is over. He's going to be considered a bust because he's not going to be able to win in Cincinnati because Cincinnati can't win. What would you say to that? I mean, I mean, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. We, we don't know. I don't know
3: how management runs that ship now. Uh, Zach Taylor looking at the the offseason additions that he's been allowed to bring in. Uh, they, they got Trey Wayne's look at some of the things that they did in the draft. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Brown has unleashed some of the power in making some of those those powerful decisions on who we want to bring in and and be opening up the pocketbook a little bit. Yeah if, you know, for, for better words. And and wanting to build a winning team and allowing Zach Taylor to flourish. So I think what people are saying Hey, it might have been the Bengals of old. I think it's it's a new year, and the way they're moving, it looks like they're moving in the right direction and trying to improve that franchise.
1: Because they did get T. Higgins as well, which I love yeah. T. Higgins. Game. He yeah, amazing. I like, I like, yeah, I like. He, he's trending up. His career is going to yeah. be okay. He's got to you know learn to use his body. Um, but they got Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Logan Wilson, the linebacker, another linebacker, uh, Keem Davis, uh, Gaither, uh, the Khalid Kareem from Notre Dame. And then they got the guard Hakeem from Kansas and Marcus Bailey from Purdue. So as a yeah. draft, I mean, they looked good. Like again, look, they knew what they were doing, but they got to get wins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got to get. wins. What was y'all record when y'all was there? The, the, the Bengals. I think I mean, it was the last time know. they had a record.
2: I, when when, I, when I, me, and, I, me and Chad played, I think it was seven and nine. I think, if not, was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Had you played a bad, Had you played a little bit better than? Louis? Wow! We we'll probably play a little better. <laughs> it, was, it was Chad's fault. Y'all went seven and nine Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, <laughs> nah, he, was, he, was out, he was out there. He was he was that ad living. He was out that. doing wow. He put you out there, B. Mm-hmm.
3: I can't even remember, man. It's so long <laughs> ago. I can't even remember. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, but 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 to to to, to just to kind of uh, elaborate on what you were saying uh, about you know this possibly you know uh, kind of a. Uh, uh, a setup for a setup for failure for J- Joe Bur- Joe Burrow's. Um, honestly, I think. Let me address this first. This will probably help Andy Dalton because if you think about Andy it, gone. Andy's gone. A- Andy, Andy, Andy Dalton. Um, Andy Dalton was in the same situation as Joe Burrow's is right now. Mm-hmm. He was brought in to be a starter, and again, he didn't really have anybody really to 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 learn under. If you if you think about it. So in this situation, it may be a blessing in disguise, you know, for Andy Dalton, given the fact that, OK, your elephant in the room is that, OK, this is a situation that, that could bode well, not bode, bode so well for, for Joe Burroughs. Because now he's going in to, to be the uh, be the starter uh, to lead this team and put put the organization back on track. You know, I, I grant it. Yeah, he had a lot of success uh, there at, at LSU. But is that going to transfer? Is it going to translate at the pro level? We don't know that yet. If you look at, if, right? If you look at Andy Dalton, it didn't bode well for him. So uh, this is something that I think, obviously, I think it will bode well for Andy Dalton, given the fact that there are some early struggles. I don't know how, what, how much leash, how much slack that they're going to give uh, Joe Burrows, and how how far along they're going to give him to try to uh, to see if he's the guy for the future. Um, but other than that, uh I, you, you mentioned elephant in the room. My elephant in the room in this whole draft is the Green Bay Packers and, and them not providing help for for an aging Aaron Rodgers that still has the ability to play. They didn't provide him with any weapons to really enhance, you know, his ability as a, as a top quarterback right now. So that's my elephant in the room. Uh, can you shed some light on this, uh, Chad?
3: I mean – When
2: Brett Favre, if I'm not
3: mistaken, when Brett Favre was 35, they drafted Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is now 36, and I'm assuming they drafted his successor to learn behind him. At some point, you're going to have to move on from Aaron. What I did hope, and I said it during, I said it during the draft, if my tweets are still there, please draft a receiver to get Aaron Rodgers some help, and all of a sudden, I saw the Jordan Love thing go up. Listen, I'm, I, and Aaron said in an interview two or three days before the draft, it'd be great to get a skilled player to get us some help offensively. But if we drafted a quarterback, you know what? That would be fine for me as well. And I know he didn't mean that because you have to be PC and you have to be politically correct when doing certain interviews. And I know he's pissed off. He didn't get another elite offensive weapon at receiver to help them out offensively.
1: Well, here's the thing thing about what the Packers, though. So when they won the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, right, their receivers that year were Jordy Nelson, James Jones, Greg Jennings, Donald So, And none of those receivers were drafted in the first round. Loaded. that organization doesn't think that they have to go up and get a receiver. Now they already have Devontae Adams, who is also on the roster right now. He's not a first-rounder. They like where Geronimo, Geronimo Allison is coming along. As right. so I think for them, I, they're just not like we. We don't draft receivers at once. They're not going to reach right. like the Raiders reached. You know. Right, so I right. think they're just we're happy with what we got. Now will they try to get better here and there? And as a quarterback, do you want everything? Of course. Yeah. I just think that's how the Green Bay Packers organization. Yeah. I was thinking about the draft yesterday, and again, the the guy—he's Jordan Love's not coming in. Let me me call him J Lo now. (laughs) So, um, so J Lo's not coming in to start again. He's two years away, so they're going to look at his contract. Like, yo, we love you, Aaron, but in two years, if you're not NFL MVP, you're probably going to be on the chopping block like every other veteran NFL player. They know that, and they're going to give love two years to get ready. If he's ready at that
2: time, they'll get rid of him. Yeah, right. And I, I, I think you know um, to kind of, uh, I guess, piggyback with uh, what Chad said. Um, obviously, Aaron Rodgers, uh, I guess, saying all the right things. Uh, you know, really not trying to create or cause any tension or friction uh, with himself and management. But I think obviously, um, it's something that that was obvious uh, with the draft that you know, in a situation when you have, um, r- regardless, if you can, if you say that he's aging, you don't see that in his play because Aaron Rodgers is still playing at a high level. Um, mm-hmm. There's not anything for me right now that shows that he's slowing down, that he's aging. So, again, I think it's very discouraging uh, for Aaron Rodgers to not, you know, use this draft uh, to, to find some receivers uh, to complement uh, your guy Devontae Adams but again maybe they maybe they see something and they saw something with the emergence of Alan Lazard um, who's, a, who's a receiver that made some plays uh, you know toward the end of the, the, the season so maybe they saw this you know some maturity some, some develop in his game uh, that they feel like they have enough weapons one and two weapons. and they're going to use uh, training camp OTAs and uh, some maybe some un, uh, un, undrafted or some free agent receivers uh, to groom and bring along. So, it, like I said, just from an optics standpoint, the fact that they didn't draft any skilled players, that's what's concerning, I think, to a lot of people uh, from the outside looking in. But we don't know inside uh, out uh, what they have uh, and what they have uh, assessed with Alan Lazard who I think is a a very capable receiver that made some plays down the, down the stretch and that experience late uh, in the season and the playoff run that they made. uh, Maybe they see a lot in him uh, in the, in that one, two combination. And then they have the free agency uh, market to, to, to really scout some other receivers.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. They might be out trying
1: to trade somebody. They might be trying to get Odell. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? But you never know. They probably did the right for their organization. So. And speaking of draft day, again, a day that changed my life, changed all of our lives. We were all, even when you were at Oregon State, Chad, Oregon State mm-hmm. was considered a small school at the time. Yeah. You know, it wasn't in the top five of the pack again, at the time. So give me you guys' draft day story. you know, like how it went and, you know, <coughs> who called and what was that feeling like. Let
2: me see. I was, um, I, I, yeah, I let Chad go since he's the guest. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, was, I, was
3: in, I was in Miami. I was in Liberty City at my grandmother's house. Family, mm-hmm. everybody was there. Um, I never forget, everybody was outside. We had the DJ, food, the whole nine yards. And I watched the draft in my grandmother's bedroom on the floor, away from everybody, mm-hmm. so I could relax and, and, and be in peace, you know, and watch. And not hear, oh, man, you go here. You know how people are on. Yeah, day. yeah. And um, so I was in there watching that piece and having fun. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Vic went first, right? Vic went first that year. Yeah. Wasn't yep. it? Yeah, big, big one first. Number one pick, yeah. And, um, I'm sitting there watching and enjoying it, and I'm just so happy that I'm knowing that my name is going to get called. When it was going to get called, I didn't know. But I sat there and watched that thing, and when they got to the second round, and as Mel Kuyper says, like, uh, the what do you call them, the the best players, like, up next? Uh, like, best, the best, best players, players available. available? Yeah. Yeah. And my name was like like two away or was like up next, dude. I started getting antsy and started getting excited. Yeah. I never forget. And when that when that phone rang. Yeah. Man, and the tear, dude, they didn't even say my name. They didn't even say my name good. And the tears just started flowing. Yeah, yeah. All I could think about, all I could think about was not just so much of getting drafted and getting my name called and then like going across the ticker on that screen. I think about all this, all the shit I put my grandma through to get to this point. Yeah. Yeah, all the work, all the sacrifice, all the driving back and forth to school, and dropping me off, and getting in trouble, wow. or having to come to detention, and all the referrals. And though it was just such a uh, a feeling I really can't describe, and she was the first one when my name got called. I looked for her in front of everybody to give her that hug first.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. and I, was yeah, like, you're,
3: I was like, man, we finally, we finally we made it. Made it. Right. We finally yeah. made it.
2: So you were drafted in the second round. What what pick were you? uh
3: 36 the sixth pick of the second round
2: six uh so uh uh second round 36 pick
3: 36 pick yeah i believe so yeah yeah what
2: about what, second round, yep. what about what about you hatch i was third round uh
1: pick. so i was the 25th receiver taken no, and I, then, I didn't ask
2: you all about that, nigga. We, I, year, I asked, you what, round, asked you what 20. round. I asked you what round. 25th receiver taken in the seventh round
1: at 322 on mm-hmm. April 21st, 1997. I remember time? time Yesterday. You, you said 322? At 322 p.m. on a Sunday. Ooh. On a Sunday, What? You remember the time. I remember the time.
3: Right. Remember so the time.
1: Seven, seventh round what pick? Uh, pick two thirty five, and 235. I was the fifth re- uh, receiver taken that year. Right, two thirty five out of two forty. There was only five picks left in the whole draft. But again, going back, going back to what Chad said, it's when I got picked that the phone rang, and I it was Denny Green on the other line, and Denny Green said, "Matthew Hatchett, you ready to be a Minnesota Viking?" And, <laughs> And again, it all came over me. It wasn't about the moment, but my mind went back to every single sprint I ran, yeah. every single bench press, every single... Really? I begged God to like, please let me just have an opportunity. And so, you know, at that time, we would go straight to a mini camp. So me and Denny Grant talked talk for two minutes. He put me on with the personnel, people to get our flight together, go down to Minnesota. So we had about a five-minute conversation. And then I remember hanging up the phone and I walked out of my apartment and I just put my hands in the air. And I just I just started crying and thanking God. Because, again, it was the people don't understand that that moment in your life, you only get a couple of them. We're going to have a five second moment. But everything you've done in life is within that five second moment.
3: It's, it's life oh, changing.
1: Life changing. And I just lost it. I just I ran around the block. Just thank you, God. Thank you, God. And, uh, and I was a Minnesota Viking, man. I, it was a day that, I, again, I'll never forget the moment of that
2: day. Wow. For me, um, I guess uh, I wasn't as introspective as you guys were. I think uh, I remember, like I said, I was third round, 89th pick. Um, for me, I remember uh, one of our position, co- our linebacker coach um, at the time, Corey Edmonds, uh, uh, he basically opened opened up his apartment um, to, for us to watch the draft. Uh, I ideally kind of knew in the back of my head based on talking to uh, my agent at the time, uh, us really assessing, you know, what I had done as far as my individual workouts, my pro days, um, just where uh, where I was on the draft boards uh, after GMs and scouts saw me uh, at, the, uh, at the Senior Bowl down in Mobile. Uh, I think that's where I think my stock uh, draft status started to rise a bit because they got to see me in person. Uh, I got, they got the, uh, they had an the opportunity to assess and, 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 and physically see me against all the other, uh, receivers that were, were, that were down there in the senior, uh, senior bowl, um, guys like Amani Toomer, um, Mercury Hayes. Um, these are guys, uh, a couple of guys that were, that were there, um, uh, that, like I said, I got to really kind of measure and size myself up against. And so, um, me just sitting draft day, I didn't really think too much of it. But I, I knew based on those weeks of preparing and leading up to the actual draft is that 1996, it was looked upon as like the receiver draft. You know, like the last couple of years, it, it has been, um, you, you've seen that the, the last two two years have been drafts for quarterbacks. Um, 1996 was drafts of quarterbacks where Keyshawn Johnson was the number one pick. I mm-hmm. had 11 to 12 guys that go before me. Uh, That year. So uh, for me, it was an opportunity because I ideally knew that I could probably go as uh, early or late third round. But the earliest that uh, they projected me to go uh, would probably would have been like late second round. That would have been great, but that didn't happen. So I I, I had to wait through the first and second round. Um, I I wasn't one of those guys that got invited to to New York to enjoy uh, what those uh, first and second rounders uh, got to experience. And so after I did all my workouts and assessing everything, I thought based on the, the, the couple of picks that were left, it was Green Bay and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, so Green Bay, I thought I was going to go to Green Bay. So Green Bay had the 88th pick. And so when they didn't announce my name, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm probably going to go in the fourth round. Um, little did I know, obviously with the Niners having the 89th pick, I had no idea that they were that I was even on their on their board uh, of, of receivers to be drafted. But when I look back on it now, it made sense because where they were um, with who they had on their squad with uh, Jerry Rice, JJ Stoke, who was who was looked upon as the heir apparent uh, uh, to, to Jerry Rice, I fit that mold. I fit the prototypical uh, type. Uh, of receiver that they had been drafting and what they were looking for, especially when you look at the John Taylors, um, guys like that, Mike Sherard, um, Nate Singleton. These are guys uh, that were you know six foot them, six feet and above. Um, that you know, I fit that mold.
1: Yeah, because going back to especially your draft, Chad, it's like the other receivers in that draft. There were some big names, but as you guys, oh, all yeah. small small school guys, like you just said, T. I'm competing with all of you. We're, I'm not scared of none of you. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, the right. receiver taken in your chat <clears throat> was David Terrell. Played uh-huh. for five years. Corn Robinson. Corn Robinson. Yeah. Um, Santana Moss when I was at the Jets, but we brought Santana in. So we, we I don't know, we should have drafted you, but I love Santana. You know what I'm saying? But me and you could have been um could have been teammates again. Um then after that was Freddie Mitchell. <clears throat> Freddie. Uh, Reggie Wayne went number 30 first round. So that was mm-hmm. then Quincy Morgan from Kansas State. Went to then, Cleveland. Yep. Then you, then Robert Ferguson from Texas AM. Um, Chris Chambers, right, to the Dolphins in the second Chris. round. Chris. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and then Steve Smith from the Carolina Pan- Panthers went third round. Mm. Uh, then Marvin Menace. Remember Marvin? Snoop? Yeah. Went to Kansas City. Yep. Snoop Menace. Uh, Milton Wynn from, went to the Rams. Uh, Justin uh, from to the Tennessee Titans. Cedric James, Vinny, Alex Bannister. Um, oh, I remember we, University of Kentucky or you, Western Kentucky, right? Eastern Kentucky. Eastern, Eastern Kentucky,
3: Kentucky, yeah. I remember um, I remember. AD. Gotti
1: Anderson from Grambling, a little swag. Uh, Anome um, Ojo from UC Davis. Damaris McCants went to the Redskins. But again, so out of that draft, I'd say you, Steve Smith, and Reggie Wayne, you know, out of that whole draft, are probably the three out of that whole draft. Out of those 25, 20, 25 receivers, like you three are probably the, the, the cream of that crop of that NFL draft, it's crazy. Mm. and that's dope. Man, who was your first receiver in y'all's class, T? Let me see, what, what year is that? 19, That was Keyshawn. That was Keishon, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, Keisha here. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Alex Van Dyke. I think uh, Mercury Hayes. Um, um, what's I'm the receiver up. from from Penn State? Um, that came out. You, you looking at the list? Yeah. Hold on. Um, yeah. Okay. Derek, oh,
1: oh, Terry Glenn was was seven. Number seven. Derek May. Eddie Kennison was number 80, 18. Yep. Marvin Harrison mm-hmm. was 19. Yep. Um, Eric Mould. E. Mould was a beast. Yeah, yeah. he was nice. E-Mold, he was a beast. E. Mould uh, was nice. And then uh, Alec Van Dyke at the top of the second round, like you said. Amani yep. Toomer, second Toomer. round. Uh, Brian Still for the Chargers. Yeah. Muhammad was a second yep. round that year. Bobby Ingram from Penn State. That's who you were talking yeah, about.
2: Yeah, that's it. Yep, yep.
1: Uh, Derek these- from Notre Dame. All these guys went before me, all, all of them, of them, them. You. all of them. And then number 89, San Francisco 49ers. I'm
2: the, oh, me, me I, actually out of this class, only me and Marvin Harrison, the only, uh, Hall, only of Hall, Hall of Famers Fame. out of that class. Yeah. Yeah. But just think about what a bust Keyshawn was. Hey, some people, some people thought his career was good. If you ask Key. Right, yeah, but I think, but that's the thing with you know, really trying to really shed light on, um, especially some of these uh, these college kids, you know, uh, going into college and coming out, uh, if they have the opportunity to go into the pros, it's like you know, just like the NBA, you may be projected or have a lot of potential uh, to to play well, based on your collegiate career to do some of the same things at the the professional level. Sometimes it just doesn't translate. You have a lot of guys with a lot of natural ability uh, at at the collegiate level. You have a lot of guys that max and and reach their plateau, reach their potential uh, at the collegiate level. And you would ideally hope for it to translate um, at the professional level, but sometimes it doesn't happen that way. So you think about all these guys that were really great um, you know, at the collegiate level, sometimes again it doesn't transfer, It doesn't translate. Uh, for example, you think about some of the, some of the great receivers that came out of out of Florida State, uh, namely you think about Peter Warwick, you know what he what he did, oh, especially right. It, 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 he and, played uh, with Chad. He went to he went to Cincinnati with Chad. Yeah, right. But just think about what he look at what he did. If you look at his collegiate career. And what he did, he was able to do not at a receiver, but even in the special teams, how uh, he was do. He has so many electric highlights where he made mm. the whole team, the trainers, and, and everybody <laughs> Everybody missed, but that didn't translate into the pros because again, he was basically a head and shoulders and ability-wise above that competition. So it's almost like they maxed out with their potential. Well, again, and speaking of when you develop
1: as a player or as an athlete, right? So, one of the major things going on in my life right now and in your life, T, but not in Chad's life because he doesn't watch The, um, the Last Dance. Um, Scotty Pippen was a walk on. Yeah. And people right. don't realize that he, he wasn't ready at 17, 18. He was a walk on, rare, you know, six one, six two, six three, something like that, and then shot up after right. 18. So again, it's like as athletes, it kind of depends on when your body matures more than how talented you are in some mm-hmm. Perfect example.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think looking at myself, I was a late bloomer. Um I don't feel like I, I was uh, I not feel like I wasn't the receiver uh that I became um in my first three years based on you know where they drafted me and the potential um and which they drafted me for. So uh, I had a lot of development, a lot of learning um, the game um, in order to become the receiver that I became. So, you know, watching Chad play uh, when I got to see him on on on, on the field, uh, he was definitely a more experienced uh, receiver than I was, you know, as we both entered into the league. So um, you think about, you know, the production and how he was able to uh, do the things that he did. Um, it, it's a testament to each individual, indi- each individual's approach to the game. If you have that desire, that which is on my shirt—desire, dedication, and discipline—to uh, do what you've dreamed your whole entire life to do. Uh, for, for an example, Chad, you know, he played uh, here in Miami Liberty City. Uh, you know, grew up in, in a neighborhood where it was rough, and he didn't know. He he, he knew uh, all he knew was how to survive and he knew that football was his way out. Uh, that's what motivates people. For me, that wasn't my motivation, that wasn't my drive. I just wanted to be the best you know, receiver that I could be and live up to the expectations and the potential in which the Niners drafted me. So every kid that's out there, you're gonna have your own path uh, and journey to success. It's all about your approach and, and, and how mentally uh, sound and prepared you are when given the opportunity. That happens for all of us. So, Chad, let me ask you this,
1: Uh because me and and T battle about this, and I know I'm right. So who is the best receiving core? Jerry Rice, J.J. Stokes, and Terrell Owen, or Uh Chris Carter, Randy Moss, Jake Reed, and Matthew Hatchett?
2: Which one? Which one you going to take?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Which one
2: you going to take? I that's know, a good one. While you're pondering that thought, let me insert that, this. Hey, what, that, that, no, you crazy. can't you, you can't give him no more information, T. That's you no, can't no, all the information.
1: <laughs> that's
3: a good what?
2: one. No, no, no. Why that's he's all the information, information that, he needs. While he's pondering that thought, the fact that he inserted himself amongst Jake Reed, I'm Chris the, Carter, part and, Randy Ma- and, part, and, and Randy Moss. Listen, hear me out. Hear me out, Chad. The fact that he put himself into that combination because com- I am on in, the, I am the receiving core. In comparison to me, JJ and, 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 and Jerry, that should automatically discount and discredit what, what? discredit the, the comparison because he was not even part of that. Nobody. What? How was I not part of that? <laughs> no, you. You were on. You were just
1: on the team. You I, are, was you catch, I was catching, I was catching balls. You want to know how many yards I,
2: I averaged that year? I averaged 17 yards a catch that year, dog. Hey, 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 Chad, hey, 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 check this out. It's Monday night. It's Monday night. It's Sunday night football. Production, network. They're, they're, they're promoting the game. That's not, that's that, not the question. That's not the question. That, that's, that's not the it. question. i in question, comparison.
1: The question Dave. is for Chad. Dude, they ain't putting up Matthew for
2: Chad. since he's yeah, part Chad, of that dynamic, up, since, since, since he want to put up, since he want to put himself in that in that category, Chad, Chad, tell him what's up, dog. Tell him. Hey, listen, They listen. ain't right. no game with Hatchet, Matthew Hatchet up there as as one of the top three receivers. Tell him what's a up, Chad? Career.
3: Hey, listen. That's that's a good one. That's a that's a hard one. That's a hard one. From top <laughs> to bottom, <laughs> we can go either way with either team. That, that's that's a solid ass core on both sides.
1: That's you got to really pick good. one. You if you're the quarterback, which one you want?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm going either one, man. You don't
1: don't put don't put. No, me in that you got to take it. <laughs> no, nah, 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 nah. yeah, exactly. Nah. No, Chad, you
2: got to pick one. I you got to nah. pick
1: one, Chad. You pick one. Nah. You nah. 100 push, nah. Else you got a hundred. Else you got hundred push ups if you don't pick. I, one. I'll do I'll do a hundred
3: push ups instead of <laughs> instead of picking me Jerry Rice right and
2: JJ Stokes versus. Listen.
3: But y'all both. Jake both Reed,
2: push-ups. Chris Carter, and Randy Moss. And then Man,
3: both phenomenal. and then hey, then, I'll do I'll, I'll do 100 push-ups. I'll do 100 push-ups. <laughs> that's, that's a good one.
2: I, I, I don't like that I don't like this because the fact that he put himself in there. I, am what, I, am, what, am what?
1: I not catching balls? What? what, I can even even what? Hey, you know, Chad, Chad, You know what's funny? So every time I had some of my best games against the Niners, so I always planted my Niner highlights. Oh, that's <laughs> the only highlights weird. I got. is like
2: against <laughs> <the line>. you <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth, Chad. Those are the only highlights that he's got, and I'm pissed off that Darnell Walker let this dude go like 80 something yards on it because that's the only thing he shows me. 80, like, yeah, <laughs> from Jeff George. He, hey, hey he Chad, makes... you ever went 80? You ever went 80, Chad? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, and making show. I'm making show. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You. I don't know if you're going 80, Chad.
3: Uh, man, I have, plenty, I have, pl-
2: I have plenty, I have plenty of highlights uh, on eighty, I'm fifty, have- seventy, thirty, twenty, everything. I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to research that. I don't know about hey. you going eighty. Hey, hey Chad, be- who, who is your nemesis? Who is
1: who is your nemesis in the NFL? Like, who was that? Like, oh, this dude's giving me a problem. I can beat him, but he gives me problems as a corner. Um, probably because we had to see him all the time. Probably Lee Bowden
3: with Cleveland. Lee Biden, because he was
2: yeah, yeah. He played. He played with Atlanta too, right?
3: I'm not sure if Lee played. In, I'm not sure. First, Lee Biden.
2: Before, yeah, in uh, in Cleveland. Oh yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know half of these guys. I I
0: didn't not I
2: not really cool. keep up. No, honestly, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't uh, pay attention to a whole lot of guys' names unless you know they were like starters or what have you. I, it didn't matter to me. I, I didn't even really see. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know any names. I didn't really know any numbers. It was just like whomever you put in front of me, you were subject to get beat. You were about to get that work. You know what so I mean? No, so nobody gave you any issues, T? Nah, not really. Cause even when they put up clips on Darrell Reavers, they said, oh, he these are the re- receivers he kept on a uh 35 yard, this and that, the other. I took I t- I didn't score it on Darrell Reavers when I was in when I was in Dallas Cowboys. I scored on a on a fade route or something in the left side of the uh, uh corner of the end zone. It was on. Oh, the but how I many? Was... If you went up
1: against against Revis ten times, you only
2: scored once. You didn't win that battle. Now. I mean, what it, had, it really didn't have anything to do with me. It was based on how we. Oh, how we... yes, it did. You got a no, score, it man. Well, it didn't have anything to do? If 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 he's not throwing, if he's not throwing the ball to me, that means you wasn't open. Oh no, I was open. Was <laughs> Sad, that was time. Yeah, he didn't want to hear that. Chad, he no, didn't want to no. hear that. Look at him. Look <laughs> at him. I'm always open. The fact that I, with my catch radius, and you you throw it with my height, just like you Hatch, I mean, if anybody's on you, and I know Chad can attest to this too. You given an opportunity, you put it in your radius, a catchable ball.
1: ball, Right,
2: you got an opportunity. But again, like I said, if I'm trying to catch balls off the the top of my shoe behind my my, behind my back, and they they lead to incompletions, then that's going to factor into. Who I'm, who I'm going up against. If it's Darrell Reeves, they're going to say, oh, well, this is what happened against Darrell Revis. But, but there are plenty of times you roll the tape. I was open. I just didn't get the ball. Oh, for sure. For sure. So let yeah. me
1: ask you this. So, so, again, from last night, we're watching the, the last dance, and they had a, a lot of it was about Rodman, right? And I, I agree that he's probably the best role player in any sport ever. Right? He played his role to a T. Who was probably the best role player you played with, Jack? The best role player? Yeah, the best. like somebody who – a lot of people didn't know him, right? But you needed that dude to play well in order for your offense to click or for your defense to click or something like that. Like the, if it's a role player, it's usually like a third receiver if you're the number one receiver, right? If it's a, it could be a third running back or something like that. But a role player is very important, obviously.
2: And you all, can't include your, you can't include yourself. I'm not including myself, unfortunately. No, I'm talking, no, I'm talking to Chad. You can't include oh, okay. yourself. I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, you say he's a role player. Yeah, you're role player, huh? <laughs> I I'm I'm trying
1: to think, man. Yes, so just,
2: your, think, just, just think complimentary player in a, in a
1: sense. I, yeah. I would probably say Henry for you guys because he I was, was well, I was just I was
3: leaning towards Chris Henry. Rest in peace. I was leaning towards Chris Henry.
1: Yeah. Because he was he, he, blue. He, he made he made everything flow, you know? Because again, if you, just think if you take a role player out of yeah. that little, it's just everything is just like ah, uh, it's a little bit off or too much right. too much of that.
3: Chris Henry. Damn, man, that was that guy there, man. <laughs> yeah,
2: because if you think about just think about the New England Patriots, you know, who would be uh the, the Dennis Rodman equivalent? That would be his slot receivers. Edelman, you your Edelman, your West Edelmers. <laughs> <World laughs> <World laughs> you know, yep. these are guys, Danny Amendola. These are the guys that the hard hat guys that did the the, the dirty work and you dirty do work. third down situations. You know where they were dependent upon to get open when the outside was hot. You know, and if, if they were double teaming uh, Gronk or took him out of the play, then these guys they had to wear that hard hat. Right. Did you block Chad? Was you a good blocker? I, I get in the way. Yeah, the way attempted. Yeah, temporary. I get right, I get
3: I get I get right in the way. <laughs> <laughs> T, it, was you it, the walker,
2: so man? No, that's what made me the best complete receiver ever. That's what made me a complete hey, hey, receiver. Chad, Chad, who's the best
1: receiver ever to play in the NFL? Probably me, honestly. T, who's the
2: best uh, receiver ever to play in the NFL? Uh Jerry Rice, and then this I'll be I, I I I'm I'm next.
1: Okay. Well, hey, all I know. <laughs> you agree? <Do> you <laughs> look at Chad. What are you? What? Why, why are you giving that look, Chad? Why yeah, are you giving hey, that
3: look? Hey, To sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey. hey,
2: that's my guy, though, man. That's hey,
3: listen, right. I tell, I tell, I tell people all the time. I tell people all the time. We talk about these receivers a day, man, but there will never be two like that. I had the joy of getting being able to watch in person during their time, in their prime, was Randy and Tio, man. Being able to see that shit up close, man, people will never understand. I don't care nothing about no YouTube. I don't yeah. care about no highlights. Yeah. Until you're able to see that shit in person, up close, you will never understand the greatness of those two, man.
1: I, I, that's what I tell T because like, sure when, when you're great, you have to do that. He's, stuff, he, not, nobody he's still ugly. ugly. Oh, he's still, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still hey, ugly. He's, he's greatly <laughs> ugly. <laughs> but ah! when you when you see people who are great, that means they're probably doing something better than anybody else has ever done. Ever done, yeah. And yeah. again, Randy Moss adjusted to the ball in the air better than anybody I've ever seen. I don't ever. see how he was able to stay
3: so relaxed. All if you ever time. watch him, his his body was always so relaxed. So, right? Most of the time when you're running when you're running fast like that, in a game scenario. The equilibrium of the body, it yeah. it's sometimes it's, it's off. In it practice, like, your eyes go yeah. like this. Yeah, in practice, you're great because there's no pressure. But for right. some reason, the just the ner- I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Right, he had, it in words. He but something really, about the body is always off, running full speed in the game,
2: right. trying to track the ball. And Randy was always so effing relaxed. I don't know how he did it. Right, he, what you're trying to describe it. it he made it look very effortless, and he had yeah, a lot of does. body, and he had a lot of body control. Body a lot control, of guys, yeah. yeah, a lot, and uh, and just spatial awareness too. That yeah. factors into to, into what he was able to do. Who now it's a verb, you know, to say, you know, you got all these kids, like, oh man, oh, yeah. you got Moss or what have you. Um, again, as you said, Chad, I mean, it's remarkable. It was remarkable to see from afar, and even just to watch highlights. I mean, because you put things in slow motion. And then mm-hmm. you go out as a kid and you try to emulate these things. Sometimes you, you, you can't even really practice that. Because yeah, you know, these are things that are just that comes instinctive and naturally. Yeah. And he just had a lot of body control. And there's a lot of guys like that. But to do it with the amount of, of, of speed uh, that he possessed, like I said, it, yeah. it, it, it was remarkable to watch.
1: And, and i think the, the the other great thing or a great thing that you had t was your run after the catch we had yes, un- unbelievable and we haven't seen it before so to me that was your special trait but again there's a lot of fast there's people a lot faster than you oh yeah absolutely you know yeah and there's people with better this or better that but when you do something great and with nobody else, it's like that's what makes you know makes
2: you great you know what i'm saying so And then, again, just to bring to, you know, uh, things that, you know, about uh, attributes or or things that made each of us better. When you think about Chad, Um, yeah, he had, you know, the innate ability to then, again, to stretch out, make difficult catches. But what sticks out in my mind is he he has body control, too. It wasn't wasn't necessary going up, making catches, but it was just his his awareness of where he was on the football field oh, to yeah. get his toes to get his toes down um, <laughs> and, and make and, and make spectacular make what, what what Nate Burleson calls toe 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 drag swag. Toe drag swag. Drag. Toe drag yeah, swag. swag. Exactly That's, that again I didn't have that because I think with my speed and, and, and my separation, I didn't need all of that toe drag swag to then get down because I was already open. So I didn't need all of that, you know <laughs> I didn't, need open, that, I, I, I didn't need to make it, I, I, I didn't need, I didn't need to make it look spectacular for the cameras for them to rewind and, and, and marvel at his, 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 his awareness wow. and his ability to put his feet down I was this, already this, this, this guy here you know, hey, let me let this me guy. ask you
1: this right if you would have played in New York or a bigger market, do you think your career or your perception of your career would
2: be bigger? Um, Um, Oh, yeah, I would say absolutely. I I would say, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. I I mean, he did great just to put Cincinnati, to to even draw eyes and an audience to the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, he had Carson Palmer, but again, to, to do what he did. And then his coaching staff and his coach to allow Chad to be Chad, is what was so remarkable, and, and what Chad did to to just the entertainment uh factor of of playing in the National Football League. Just think if had he played in a actually a larger market like market. New York, that would have been crazy. Yeah, it would have been crazy. I mean, what I was able to do in a small market
3: like Cincinnati, you know, was was phenomenal. So I mean, obviously things would have been that much greater to that magnitude being in New York or Chicago or. Um, where else can I think of this? It's a big city. Philadelphia, Chile, Philadelphia Philly, Dallas. Philly, Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, so, gotcha. I mean, it would have been cool, but everything worked out. I mean, I I yeah. left my mark big time where I was, so.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you saying that for the, for the what? When, when were you up for
2: the hall? Two years ago?
1: Yeah, two years ago.
2: Oh, what? yeah, and just the fact that they haven't even really put his name in conversation. Is absolutely it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm
3: gonna I'm gonna have to wait. I understand the politics behind it, which is why I I did my own
1: my yeah. own. Yeah, as well. you should, do I mean we we were saying that on the show a couple of weeks ago that on 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 the get your popcorn ready podcast we were saying the Hall of Fame should be voted on all players, right? Present and past. You should have a vote. <laughs> For all the Hall of Fame players, because that would tell a whole bunch about the ups and downs of the Hall of Fame.
2: I mean, that's and I, I'll say this, Chad. That's very admirable to 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 now say, "Oh, I'm going to have to wait." But then again, to, to say that, I, I think you're you're discrediting what you brought to the game, um, where your stats are uh, right now. Um, because I say that, and I'm saying that to to, to segue into the fact of. Look what Drew Pearson is do- has done. He's waited all these years to hear his name called, and it has not. I, I, I don't know what your, st- your stats are in comparison to his. I, I don't know what it is. But I would, I, I would have to say that your stats are better than Drew Pearson's. And Drew Pearson, until today, feels like he has been disrespected. They had, a, uh, they had an IG clip of him waiting for his name to be called, and he's upset about it till today he's upset that they haven't put him into the hall of fame so don't discredit yourself saying that you have to wait when again me assessing uh you know where you are me playing with you um and, and knowing the guys that have been inducted into the hall of fame bro your name should at least be in, be on the list so oh. yeah it's just, it's
3: just it's one thing that I really never cared about for some reason and then people always ask you really care about the Hall of Fame? Well, if I did, I would have conducted myself in the Hall of Fame manner during my career. Did it really look like I cared about it? No, it's, it's it's not. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, guess what? I'm going to be living a good life outside of that and do what I've been doing the entire time, not needing validation. Listen, if I do make it at some point, who knows when, man, thank goodness, you know, because it says a lot about what I brought to the game and what I did. But it's hey, not true. Gonna...
1: I'm a... I'm a... I'm going to get you in the Langston University Hall of Fame with me. How about there we that? Go, that?
2: that works But the word that you use, Chad, is validation, and I think that's, that's what's different about you. That's what's unique about you. And right. I think when you when you talk about uh, you compare or you just bring up you, and I know I did this, Drew Pearson and yourself. Drew Pearson but you is looking can't compare two team. And I I I I know, not really comparison, but just bringing it up, bringing it up. Got, okay. Yeah, discussion. Yeah, yeah. Uh Drew Pearson is looking for the looking for uh the Hall of Fame to validate who he was. Right. Like I said, he played years before everybody even I know, I watched I even knew anything about playing football or watching football. He wants he wants the, uh, the Hall of Fame to validate who he was with the Dallas Cowboys. I had no idea who he was. I still don't know who he is, uh, to be honest. But you, you played with the Cowboys. How you not know this? But I, even when I played with the Cowboys, I I don't think of I don't think of Drew Pearson. All I knew is all I knew You, ne- you never Irvin. saw like the number eighty-eight or the eighty-eight jersey highlights and all that from the old days. No, it's is equivalent to men that we're talking about. The last dance It's equivalent to these guys that had never saw Michael Jordan, but they see and they hear his name and can. Uh, in conversation and discussion as who's the greatest player of all time. If you didn't watch or you didn't see these guys play, you don't ever know. Yeah, I may have heard him, but it was nothing about his highlights that for me that say okay, this guy should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know that. You yeah, can yeah, show me tape. All, you can, yeah. you, can sh- you can show me tape all day. If that's the case, if that's the case, he can make a, a case with you know the guys that are in the hall of fame like Steve Largent. I don't. I mean, I knew of him but I didn't know him. I mean, Steve Largent is one of the the 100 great, greatest receivers of, of all time.
1: Hey. But in well, comparison, I, I mean, in comparison, he he's on the I I know us three are not right. on the top 100 list. So we're all in the same category. No, we're not in the we're same all category. In the same. We're all the same, brother. No we're not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, hey Chad, don't let him disrespect yeah. you. Don't Dad, let him, don't let not, him drag you in into his conversation. He company. ain't in the top one hundred, so he will, he looked me and you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey Chad, dog, why you laughing so hard with that dog? <laughs> hey, I, I'm
3: just, hey man, I'm, I'm just right here. Oh, I'm right here. I'm right here, playing people, man, enjoying this pod, man.
2: No, that, that is nothing to be laughed at. I don't like the fact that he's wanting to put us on the same playing field we are. Regard, no, we no are. we're not no we're yes, not we are. no we're not
3: hey we are we are we are black
2: individuals that made that's the only it. thing we have in common we, all made we, it. we 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 made it we made it that's, that's we that's all all that matters. We, we made we it. did yeah but man i, I, I still gotta say the chat don't discredit yourself bro bro you was a hell of a receiver and the fact that I mean, again you can uh, you you can, you can make an argument about different guys that probably should have been in the Hall of Fame, uh, did you know that, that that shouldn't be in it, that is in it. Right. There's a lot of question marks, but when you think about it, and you look at your career, bro, like I said, even if you don't make it, at least put your name in the hat to be even considered. You know what I mean? So again, don't say you gotta wait. And I understand that you, I'm like you. We're, we're we're equal in in the in the thought process of. For me, I never played. I never played the game to make it to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but me the fact neither. That, right, but the fact that I was being recognized because they compared my body of work with the guys that are now in the Hall of Fame, yeah, I felt like I, I, I rightfully earned uh, a spot uh, to obviously be nominated in the first ballot and it should have been a first ballot Hall of Fame. Yeah.
1: Get your popcorn ready, podcast. That's what we all on right now. I will tell you that. I'll that's you right. You know what I'm saying, but now but I- yes,
2: yeah, sp- yeah. Speaking of the, the the last dance, I know of of all us uh, guys on the screen, uh, we know who the best basketball player is, and that's that's me. me. me? That's me, Chad. Chad. Go, whoa, 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 whoa. Chad. That, Chad. That,
1: that's me, Chad. Can T in your opinion shoot the basketball? Yes,
3: he, has, he has a very slow release. I mean, he's very tall, he he right? He's not, not
1: consistent, and it's not hey, a- his, his, his,
3: his his basketball skills are great for
1: YMCA or gym, right? That's about it. They will not translate to real basketball. Correct? No, not at all. Thank you. That's all I was trying to tell him too. That's all I am trying to say. Dude, are you kidding me? He thinks because dunk at the age of fifty five that he can I play basketball. basketball.
2: First about I mean, Duncan, has that's the heart of the game. But when you talk about slow release, there's a lot of guys that were with slow releases that played, but that played in the NBA and was productive with slow And you're releases. not one of them. Look at look at Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson's release is not like Ray Allen's. It's not like Steph Curry's, There's but, a but those
1: are real play. You can't compare yourself to those what guys. you mean? Yeah, you I'm a world that.
2: class. I'm a world class athlete. Out of us no. three, I'm the best world class athlete on this screen. So don't that's a lie. That's a player. lie. That's Heard a lie.
1: That's a lie. You are. YouTube you You were faster YouTube than bro. me. You couldn't Heard jump higher than me. me. There's not you're What dumb. The only thing you did. The only thing you did better with than me was run
2: after you caught the football. That's all you got. Oh, on. First of all, that makes no sense because if you were that much better <laughs> and greater than I am, why am I in the Hall of Fame and you two bombs aren't? So that speaks. I got that to support my argument. <laughs> hey, listen, about, numbers, about over- num- numbers, don't, numbers don't tell a whole story. You got little- Hey, and, and, oh, Thank you, what? Chad. And, thank and guess you. what? Thank numbers you. never lie either. Numbers never lie. Yes, either. they do. Lie. Don't. They,
3: no, I don't lie all the time.
2: No,
1: they don't. No, they you're don't. Then you're 55. That's a you're not
3: you're not better than me in anything you do. You just got you had better situations. That's it. See
1: thank, thank you. Thank you, Chad. Thank you for telling him what? The truth. I appreciate that, brother. About family, somebody had why, to
2: say it. Hey, guess that's why you two are not even on my level. That's why I'm here. You're, you're right. right. We're, We're above you. You guys are right. <laughs> guys are right <laughs> <laughs> trying, I probably could to beat both of you guys together. And what? In what? In basketball. What? Basketball. What? Basketball. basketball. Basketball? Yes, absolutely. Well, so, you're horrible in
3: basketball, man. He's
2: horrible, B. B. First, hey, what Hatch. What you don't know, Hatch, is Marvin Lewis let us play one-on-one in front of the team, and I beat this chunk. They have a basketball court not, at the Pacific at the Cincinnati Bengals and, and the, one on one. That's not I, basketball. I, I beat him if I'm playing one on You're, one. It's, what do you mean? It's me and you. It's mano y mano. Yes, I beat you in front. Wait, of when? You. When was this? When I when I was with the when I was with the Bengals, bro. Was one year. What are you talking about?
3: I, I I can't remember that. I don't recall losing Dave, to oh, you, you know. any
2: anyway. There go. now he now he want to claim CTE. Now he want to you know try to establish. Some, now he want to establish some groundwork to get that CTE check. So now he don't want to. Now he can't remember that. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. You i, still, I don't You still I don't, play I don't
3: remember losing. Do you still
1: play basketball? Nah, you know I'm all soccer, man. All soccer. And first of all, he never could play. Wow. Okay, well there it is. There he it never is. Could play. Spoken truly like the person
3: that thinks they can. He
1: can't. Oh, I'm nice, I, yo. I be, I be telling I'm him nice. he don't. He only get buckets against
2: them bums because they're scared of him. They just let him hey, go hey, get the ball up. Like, that. Hey, it doesn't matter if, if if I'm playing with bums, if I'm playing with semi skill, if I'm playing with skill player, if, if if I'm out there to win and I beat you, then so so be it. It don't matter. I'm a, I'm a win. I'm a hold my own. You can ask any NBA player that have seen me play, and they ain't even. They can just look and talk to you guys. I guarantee you, a hundred out of hundred, they'll pick me before they pick either one of you chunks because they're lying to you. No, 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 no.
3: They, they definitely not picking you
2: over me. I know that. I, I, I'm willing to bet everything Trust I got me. on that. Trust me. Are you? You're, you're, are you crazy? A trash crazy? man. Man, you get, get you both you whatever, Man, hey, on. that's right. Get your popcorn ready podcast here with myself and my boy Hatch. We got our special guest, Chad, in the oh, building. We, talk, we talking draft. We talking basketball. We talking career. We talking Hall of Fame. We're all in the Hall of Fame of life, you know what I mean? But when you talk about one of the greatest to ever play the game, in my opinion, you got to include one of the greatest number ones that I have played with. That's Chad Ocho Cinco. They call him number 85. Now, he's he's, he's presently, presently known as the number. The number. The number. I like that The number. The number. I
0: like
1: it. The number. Hey Chad, we appreciate you coming on, man. Like I said, thank you. I appreciate you.
3: I appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all stay healthy. and Eat McDonald's.
2: <laughs> no, we're not. We're not eating McDonald's. But before we go, I ain't eating I'm, no McDonald's. Before <laughs> we go, I, I I do want to acknowledge your daughter who who runs track. I know before all this pandemic, she's well on her way. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah. I know that the the, the, the twenty twenty Olympics will will be in twenty twenty one. Uh, because of all of this, but I, I, I want to ask you, and I know you're you're, you're her dad, and I don't, I don't want you to be biased. Can we see, or can we expect your daughter to be in the Olympics, what is it, 2024 20, 2024 20, 20, 2024 20, 20, 24. or 2028? Can we expect your daughter, because I know, I know, I've seen highlights of her, you've sent me video of her, yeah. she can scoot around, she can get, hey, that she wheel. can move her feet. Hey, she got will. She's faster than you. You had no doubt that you are at Relax. This age. Relax, hey, I'm just, relax. I am just let you know. Hey, be proud man because some of that DNA I'm, I'm
3: proud, cool. but I'm proud, but don't faster to me. Relax. Relax. Oh, you know what? At this
2: age, Oh, I guarantee you she's faster than you. She will blow your doors off, boy. Now, dude, don't, I'm don't still... I'm,
3: dude, I'm still fast as hell right now. I'm, I'm I'm sure she's on the right track. You know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I don't want her to get too ahead of herself. I want to keep working. And, and getting better at her craft. I'm, I'm learning track and, you know, what it's all about, you know, as, as I go. So we'll see, man. You know, she has that, that in factor that you can't teach. And we'll see what happens as, as time goes on. God willing, she stays healthy. We'll be there.
2: Oh, yeah, no doubt. I just wanted to throw that in there because, again, like I said, I've been around you. I've been around her. Uh, I haven't seen any of her attract me. But I know you've uh, been a father now, like I said, being out of the game. Uh, you've always devoted yourself to your kids, your family, uh, yeah. even when you were playing. But now, like I said, you know, being away from the game, uh, being there to support her. Uh, I know we both share a similar past with, with our grandmothers raising us. Uh, our dad's not being around. So I appreciate what you're doing. Uh, sure. Just to, just to, to, to show the world, number one, who you are. Not that you have to prove who you are. That's who mm-hmm. you've always been. But in support of your daughter. Again, like I said, I know I'm proud of her just watching and seeing her development, her maturation process. And then, like I said, the Olympics, uh, that's that's one of the greatest things, uh, you know, in our country Uh, and for, you know, people that grow up wanting to play sports. uh, But again, when you are able or put in a position to represent your country, that's to me, that's that's bigger. That's bigger than football.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen one
2: day. It's going to happen. No doubts. Yeah, so we you appreciate think, you, man. Appreciate, uh, appreciate your brother. you, brother. Love you, man. All right, All right baby. All right, man. Let me man. catch
1: y'all, Pop- man. Get your popcorn ready podcast from my boy, Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson, better known as
2: the hashtag number sign. Pounce the number. <laughs> the number.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. All right, man. Y'all be easy.
1: All
3: right, hey, man. Really go, eat some, go,
2: go, go, go eat some broccoli or some some, some veggies or something, man. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. All right, boy. So we just had our yep. so we yep. just had our guest,
1: Chat Ocho Cinco. Thank you, brother, for coming on. I'm sorry, he's the number sign now. He gave us the information.
2: Oh right? uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the number. We appreciate the we, we appreciate the number <laughs> coming on board. We just got a uh, really brought up to speed as far as who he is now. Uh, he's mm-hmm. no longer uh, so now we should be he should be formally known as Ocho Cinco. Yes,
0: uh, mm-hmm. uh,
2: Pepe. You know, nickname <laughs> Pe- that I know him from. <laughs> Uh, but now he is currently uh, wanting to be referred to as the number. So we appreciate the number for coming on and uh, you know enlightening us uh, about what he's doing during this time of quarantine, social distancing. I, I know for sure I, it's two things that he was doing. And I, I, I got that right off the bat. But number one, he's eating McDonald's. And number two. <laughs> playing that video game. He's playing soccer.
1: He's playing <laughs> FIFA. FIFA. Playing that FIFA. Um, I, and I go, I know we always have our three and out segment and I want the, a couple things I took away from, you know, the interview with Chad, uh, Before and, and you do that,
2: explain to people what the three and out is so they can, so we we just throwing out three and out throwing explaining out them what I, yeah, just throw, explain to them at the end of the show. We always have a three and out segment, explain mm-hmm. the, to, to our audience what the three and out is. Yep.
1: Yeah, so basically that's our, our, our three points of view that we take away that we, think that was had some importance to the interview, um, or kind of moved us a little bit in in the interview. And I know number one, for me, especially talking to you, of course, we always talk that hall of fame talk and it was his perspective on the hall of fame because he was just saying like, you know, I got numbers and you even back them up. You know, he was, he was, he was a dude, you know, pro bowlers, all pro has all these numbers in order to be a hall of famer. But he's just like, his perspective is I validate myself. Like I know I was good. I, I did my thing, um, and it didn't matter, doesn't matter if he doesn't ever go to the Hall, um, but you know he's he's happy with his whole career and how it went. And as he's yeah. very, it's, it, I,
2: I admire that, you know, I'm very admirative of that. Yeah, and to your point, I mean, he's checked those boxes. When you talk about, you think about the criteria and which guys are, you know, initially they're nominated, then uh, he's checked those boxes. You know, he's a great character guy, a team guy, uh, Everything that you would want in a receiver uh, to 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 play at the level uh, that he played, I mean, I think ten plus years or what have you. Um, the numbers, yep. you know, like I said, the numbers are there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, speaking of what he was saying about his teammates, my my second thing was um, talking about role players. Like I, who, I was like, who did you think that was one of a um, you know a great role player? Because we were comparing it to the Dennis Rodman. And the late uh, Chris Henry, who had passed away. And he Mm. knows that Chris, you know, was the glue to that receiving core of him, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Chris Henry, you're number three, like myself was. Um, Like I said, you kind of you need the whole core. You can't do it by yourself, obviously. And even from you went from a three to a two to a one, you've seen the whole gamut of a receiving core. So you know, again, for him to to really point that out and understand what Chris was doing for him in his career, it's like you know, it's very appreciative for him to say that.
2: Yeah, I mean, just to uh, again segue uh, or elaborate on the point of you know not being able to do it by yourself. I mean, there's only like a couple of guys uh, that can do it by by themselves. Maybe a two or three other guys. That's me, Michael Jordan. You think about Kobe? We're no, able to no. Do wait, ta- wait, 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 wait. time Timeout. You can't. What are you talking? about? you can't do what are you t- there again you, 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 yes. I
1: mean, you can't do it by yourself yes, and, I, football, I, and you're I, not I, playing it. basketball
2: and you're not jay or kobe so is that all, first throw first that out just go first, you come back no, to that no, no no no, 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 no. first no first of all in order to be like you said consider that dude or yes. that dude to be yes. able to do it by yourself w- again you heard michael jordan you heard uh, you heard the philosophy uh, in which Phil Jackson addressed, but indirectly. Yeah, that triangle yeah, offense is when they won championships. Exactly. But you heard what he said. He had the ability to do it, but mm-hmm. to enhance and make his other teammates better, that's when the triangle offense was implemented. But to your point, when you talk about game changers, guys that, are, that have the ability to do it by themselves carefully. You can't, do about, you can't do that, it by that, yourself, that, that, you can't that, do it by yourself, Scotty. You can't do it. That's that's Kobe. That's MJ. Yeah, of course. As a receiver, we can't do it by ourselves because we can't actually throw the ball and catch it. If anybody has the ability, to, right? If anybody had the ability to do it, that would be me. If anybody could do it, I'm going to be able to throw the ball and catch it and do what I do with it. So back to our three and out, because anybody listening to me, <laughs> you, 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 you've, d- you've done your two. I've done my two. You've I can't talk. You've done I'm your out. two. I'm out. You've done your two out of fit. the three. So, so let me go into what I thought, you know, <laughs> that the third part of this three and out, uh, what I took away from it. And this is a credit to you, because initially starting out, uh, I learned that you and Chad, at one point, y'all went to Langston. Yeah, maybe it was for a short stint of time, and then Chad. Then before he went to Oregon State, he was at Santa Monica College. Yeah, yeah, so and then he went to Oregon State. Obviously, he got drafted. So that's that's one of those things for a lot of kids out there. You understand the success of people, you don't really know the path that mm-hmm. they've taken uh, mm-hmm. to to reach the level of success. And for Chad, me knowing him personally, and like I said, you can read up on Chad. He didn't have you know uh, he didn't have the yellow brick road. Right. You know I mean, uh, he didn't have that yellow brick road. I mean, he had some bumps in the road uh, here and there where he bounced around, but ultimately he got it together. He had some coaches and, and guys in his life to steer him in the right direction. And again, we ultimately ended up, at, we all did in the national football league. And so, um, that's what I took away from, from, uh, uh, from part of the interview is that, um, he didn't necessarily, again, have that yellow brick road, um, yep. to, to the national football league. And so going from Langston, I mean, that's, uh, sometimes kids You've get been lost. There.
1: You came out there with me.
2: You've been there. You see what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I mean, that should give people, uh, kids, parents, uncles, aunts, uh, some encouragement that you know, no matter where where you go, um, and, and and how you get there, as long as you get there, that's all that matters. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, we're, like, we've been
1: saying this pretty much our whole show. We have people on, and we're all small school players or all small time players. So. Again, it's possible. It's all possible. Just gotta keep your no keep your head down, and keep working, man. You know. So, right. hey, that's that's what we do on Get Your Popcorn Pop, Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. That's what we do. We inspire people to be better than what they are right now. So, again, during this cu- quarantine time, this coronavirus COVID nineteen thing that we're going through, again, stay home and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. We'll try to keep you entertained. And again, just show us some love. Hit that subscribe button,
2: and we'll see y'all next week. Yeah! Yep, yep, yep. Get your popcorn ready and don't forget to subscribe to the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcast, people. Share, subscribe, show us some love. Get your popcorn ready podcast with T O and Hatch.